Hey everyone, uh, glad to be back. Took a little bit of a break because of, you know, the holidays and the craziness and got caught up on some um, recording and planned interviews. So I've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, however, this, what you're going to hear shortly, is part one of a two-part series that I did with Josie Hellebore. Uh, we talk about Satan, Baphomet, Hecate, some of course, left-hand path stuff. So it, it, it was a lot of fun to talk to her, um, and two hours went by very fast, so decided to split that up into two parts. And um, I did want to say that uh, she's since changed her Instagram handle. So um, if you want to find her uh, while you're listening to this, she's on Instagram at Hill Country Hellebore. And I will put a link to uh, her stuff in the description so that you can find her easier. But if you hear anything that's like, hey, go find her on this and you don't have a resource, it's because I took those out so that you didn't look for her and it didn't exist anymore. But with that being said, before the episode starts, let me go ahead and read out our patron shoutouts. Uh, for Haints, we have Corian Lane of New World Witchery, Joanne, Melissa D, Chris of Pagan Ironworks, Ashley C, Amanda F, Mary, Allison, Aura, Shannon, Alex, Ashley, M, Lilith, Liz, Amanda of Bellfire Apothecary, Salvo Sea Witch, Cryptid Batty, Lorraine, Nightgeist Podcast, with Erica and Liana um, Nightgeists. I think that's their last name. Uh, and then we have uh, Jason and Melanie of Spooky Charlotte. Uh, for Poltergeist, we have Rachel the Pickety Witch, Temple, Luna, Heather, Avael, Jessica, Tiffany, Stephen, Zach, the Church Grim, Stephanie, Emily, Jen, Nessie, Wednesday, Mina, and Ashley of Cryptid Coven Creations. And then our super special Phalian. Um, she's not that special, but we do love her. It's Brett Manning in our Phalian tier. So thank every thank you all for your support. Couple things we do have for the Hex Files side of things. Um, some early access to the live show that um, we did. And so that's up through a um, unpublished link through YouTube. So when you click to watch that, make sure to subscribe. Uh, I think that's for five and up, but make sure you subscribe to our YouTube because that will be public at some point. Um, we're going to make you wait for it. Uh, no, but we do like to give perks to our patrons and then have a lot of um, other investigations with Hex Files coming up that you do not want to miss. So check out the Hex Files podcast and then our Patreon for bonus stuff from us and from... Um, cursed here of course and then um i do have a little bit of a bonus um segment that i pulled out of this episode that will be on patreon next week um where i fall in a rabbit hole about um like <laughs> discussing the gender fluidity possibly of hecate slash baphomet got us into this but anyway it's it's a few minutes it didn't fit in this and i thought it's worth posting in Patreon. So if you want more after this, go check that out. Um, so here's that interview and hope you enjoy part one. Welcome to Cursed. Uh, I'm Bones. And um, today I have a special guest on, Josie Hellebore. Yep, that's it. Okay. Yep, Hellebore. <laughs> um, I was like, I remember when you were announcing your uh, pin name. and um... Yeah. Yeah, and Meg from Witch With Me is actually the one that helped me 
decide on Hellebore. Yeah, we've got a um, little bit of an Instagram group chat with some other people, um, and it's been fun. It's actually been going on for, <laughs> for a year now, I think, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah, I think it's been a year, which is kind of crazy. But it's it's nice because um, it's one a good place to like uh, swap ideas and like network and things like that, um, and also a good way to alert people when things are stolen, like uh, <laughs> yes. posts and Instagram, which is <laughs> right, uh, right. happens all the time. But um, sure. so we wanted to talk about um, Satanism with you all, but I don't think correct me if I'm wrong. Satanism doesn't really like cover everything we want to touch on right it's not yeah just I, yeah because i mean it's such a broad umbrella um then there's so many different subsects underneath that umbrella but yeah definitely want to explore outside of that as well yeah so um for those who don't know tell us a little bit about your self and practice doesn't have to be long but um i write under josie hellebore I've, you know, write a lot of blog posts and things like that. Haven't been writing a lot lately, but that is the pen name that I use. Um, and yeah, so as far, oh, go ahead, sir. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm going to, um, if you want to check out her shop, she's got some cool new Baphomet things um, mm -hmm. that she makes. And I'll put all of these awesome links in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. I've got some cool stuff. I've got some cool new stuff that I'm going to be making. I actually just kind of cleaned up my office yesterday. Um, because I mean, I know that you're going to be airing this later, but we're recording it, you know, December. So I just finished all of my Yule crafts for the year. So like, I'm officially done. Like at this point, does it make sense to keep making wreaths? Like people are, <laughs> you know, they've decorated at this point. So yeah. now I get to like kind of shift into some newer stuff that I've been wanting to work on, but I've kind of like forced myself to get away, do the holiday stuff while you can do it. So I've got some other new stuff that I'm going to be putting out that I'm pretty excited about some new jewelry and, and things like that. Um, so yeah. I'll be working on that soon. Yeah, we're actually editing this um, end of December, or editing, recording this at the end of December, because <laughs> um, I'm going to take a little break, catch up on some recordings with other people, things like that, and, um, you know, holidays get busy, and no one really listens all that much during the holidays, so, um, but if you want, you can go back and listen to all the uh, others, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a uh, it's cool because you just sent me some of those the other day and you were like, oh, these are new. And um, you've probably yeah. seen, follow Cursed. You've probably seen them get shared and stuff. And you've probably seen things like that in the stories. But uh, it'll be good because after this, this will be a two-parter. After this, you'll you'll worship Satan. And um, <laughs> and then you'll want some cool left-hand, uh, left-hand made <laughs> path. Thing. Yes. Absolutely. You'll need some decor for your new Hail Satan altar. Oh, no, I was just going to say, so what do you um, describe yourself as? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm going to be that person that's like, oh, put a label, but not really. But like, what do you describe your practice as? Uh, do you describe it as left-hand path? I do describe it as left-hand path. Um, I do identify as a satanic witch. And, you know, that's kind of something that I relative, it's relatively new in the sense that like, I was always really into the darker aspects of my craft and, and paths, you know, that were there, but I kind of had this apprehension, um, am I delving too far into the darkness, you know, and I kind of had to work through that. And so a little bit over like a year ago, I was just like, you know what, like, fuck it. Like <laughs> it is what it is. I'm dark. <laughs> I'm well, just going to embrace it, you know? Yeah, it it's like a calling. It it happens. Um, right. And and it's like it nags at you. And the same thing with 
Hecate, when I started, you know, you do the 101 stuff and you look her up and um, that was over 10 years ago. And then you're kind of like, wait, like, I don't want to go, like, I'm very intrigued by this darker side and um, things like that. And you're like, well, no, I don't want to fall in. And then do it when you do it, you realize like, fuck it. Like, that's why I'm being pulled. And right. we've been taught that there's this scary side to cursing and, and Satanism and all this stuff. And we're, we're going to talk about the different angles, but specifically in witchcraft, it's still kind of taboo to talk about Satanism. Right. Or, you know, any kind of left-hand path stuff. And I remember when, you know, I'm also, I also identify as a Hecatean, which so I work with Hecate as well and have for several years now. And I think that, you know, in many ways that she led me to where I am now and kind of opened those doors for me. But I've seen, you know, I remember years ago when you said you worked with Hecate, it wasn't like it is now. Um, she was very much more associated with the darkness and the darker aspects. And, you know, people would just say, oh, she's the goddess of witchcraft and goddess of the underworld. And that's kind of it. And whereas now, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I have noticed that her image as it is portrayed on social media, you know, mainstream wise has kind of gotten a little, it's gotten a little softer and a lot more light aspects to it. But I remember yeah. when it wasn't, you know, so much like that, I'm sure you do too. You've been working with her for 10 years and it was kind of more of, you know, she was considered one of the, I don't want to say taboo goddesses, but just one of the more, more obscure for sure. Well, you would um, say, yeah, you would say like, oh, she's this crone goddess of witchcraft and be very careful with, you work with her. Mm -hmm. Yes. She's, she's jealous. She's jealous. I remember hearing that she's jealous and vengeful and, you know, if you work with any other deities, you know, she's going to smite you. And it's like right. not been my experience at all. And it's like, don't ever <laughs> like, talk to her and then like ghost her because blah, blah. And I've, I've found out in my working, it's like, there's, I can see why people conflated that. Maybe it was partly like gatekeeping, like, oh, I'm like the cool kid who works with yeah. day. nobody else can. But she's, she's very, um, I mean, she's like a goddess of the marginalized. She's very mm -hmm. um, like tied with like justice and things like that. But that doesn't mean, and especially I'm like, well, now if, if somebody says, well, what if I call on Hecate and I decide to stop working with her, will she be mad? She ain't gonna give a fuck. Like, no. I really think it's like, well, if you're gonna work with me, you're working with me. I will find somebody else to like, you know. So I don't think that that's the thing, but um yeah, I figure this first part, we'll talk about like kind of all those taboos and those reasons. And then like maybe in the second part, we'll get into maybe your more personal practice and kind of like, yeah, you know, the things And we also talked about where you want to get into the, um, which I, I don't think it's a secret. There's a lot of misogyny that like is threaded into modern day, like Satanism and things like that. And I, you know, there's some people to blame for that, or at least. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, it's kind of being revamped, you know, um, and I think TST is really helping with that revamping of the image, but yeah, the, the OG modern Satanism is got definitely got a lot of, a lot of uh, misogynistic undertones. We can thank one guy for that. <laughs> and then, you know, he of course um, inspired many others no, to carry that torch. <laughs> um, you know, and I did want to say one one thing, like, I don't want to go too far down the Hecate rabbit hole if you don't want to, but one thing too, and you touched on it, is that, you know, Hecate will get mad if you work with others. 
I'll tell you that, like, for me, my experience has been completely different from that. If anything, Hecate has always empowered me to seek and search more. Thirsting for knowledge of, you know, other, other deities and, like, what's the right path for me. You know, um, there's, there's times throughout all the years I've been practicing where I learned about a lot of different things. Like, I was really curious about ATRs at one point. Um, DTRs, so like African traditional religions, and I learned a lot about those and studied those. I didn't mind at all, you know. Um, you know, I like I said, she kind of led me to where I am now with you know Satanism, and then Lilith is another another deity that I feel that she led me to. And what's funny is that one thing that I wanted to, um, I know we were talking about like resources and stuff, and you know, possible like book references. I've got this book. People ask me a lot about stuff for Lilith because while there's quite a bit of stuff about Hecate now, there wasn't before, but you know, Cindy Brandon's kind of really helped with that, I think, um, brought some really good perspective into Hecate and bringing that to the public eye. Lilith kind of remains lesser known, like mm -hmm. a little bit more in the shadows, you know. I think she's becoming a more popular deity that I do see on social media, people working with. But I have, if anyone, the questions I get asked most about are Lilith. If I do any posts about Lilith, my DMs always blow up. Like, how can I learn about her? Because there's just so much out there about her and there's, and there's different aspects of her, kind of like the adversary or, you know, Satan, the devil aspect, archetype. There's a lot of different um, translations and, and stories of origin of the adversary role throughout history and throughout different cultures. And the same is, is for Lilith as well. Um, but I have this book and it's, it's a pretty interesting book. I actually got it gifted to me. I did a witch swap last year, which was really fun. <laughs> and I got it gifted to me through that. And it was, um, it's called Lilith goddess of Citra Agra. And it's kind of hard to read. Like the editing is not done well. Um, it's not just grammatically. I think maybe the person that, that wrote it, English might not be their second language and the editor didn't really translate it well. Uh -huh. Um, it just, so you kind of have to, I mean, you can figure out context clues, like what they're trying to say, but sometimes you'll have to go back and read a paragraph again, like, wait, what? Okay. Got it. But, yeah, I think um, we've all read those, um, like pagan witchcraft books that were not edited well. Um, <laughs> yes. you, so you just yes. got to power through. <laughs> yeah. You got to power through and you just got to get, you know, get what you can out of it. But there's this whole, um, there's this whole chapter in that book. And I thought this was really interesting because when I started realizing that I was getting pulled more to this darker side, you know, my question has always been, well, where does Hecate fit in all of this? You know, um, how, where's the common thread? Like, where's the connection? And this uh, chapter in this book talks about how Lilith and Hecate are not, while they're not the same goddess at all, um, they're totally different entities. They refer to them as the red serpent and the black serpent and how they're both mother archetypes that are completely like different mother archetypes. Um, and this book actually goes on to say that Hecate is like the mother of all creator, uh, source of the universe, which kind of reminds me of, you know, like studying Cindy Brandon stuff, the Anima Mundi concept, yeah. right? That, that effect of Hecate. And so I was like, wow, that like, for me, when I read that, I was like, oh, it's all making sense. There is a connection there. And I really, I've been trying to find more and more about it. And it was just this random chapter in this book that just talked about how the two are kind of like conjoined in that. There's the two different serpents. And I thought that was really, really neat and wanted to, to like touch on that a little bit.
Now, yeah, now where, the, now where the path for me goes is like, you know, I still work with Hecate and um, like I was telling you, the further I'm into it um, and for a while, it's kind of like, you know, I just don't really, I guess technically I'm under the pagan term, but I don't really like that title. Um, right. And I just kind of like witch and, um, or if somebody asks, I'm like Hecatean. But again, it's, you know, it's a goddess who is of the mysteries of knowledge of light bringing, which is familiar, um, and a goddess that is a goddess of witchcraft. So of course, right. why would she have any, like, why would she like put you in her bubble? She wants you to go out there and like leading you to other deities, whether you decide to work with them or not, or just learn about them in, in and of itself is like the whole point. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel the same way. And so that's why whenever I've, you know, remember hearing in the past people saying that she's jealous. I, I just <laughs> don't, I don't get that at all. I've never gotten that. Just, com that just completely sounds like, the opposite. More like patriarchal religious bullshit to me. <laughs> Um, Either that or maybe, you know, maybe Hecate just really didn't, <laughs> I don't know, maybe she didn't want to work with that person. I don't know, you know, maybe that was <laughs> her was, way of kind of I saying this isn't the road for you. I remember seeing all that and it was like, oh, you know, you better make sure like your altar isn't shared with another deity that yes. Hecate doesn't like. And yes. Um, I never got that feeling, but you know, as a witch starting out, uh, especially back then, and I think it is different, but there is a... I don't know. I mean, I've I've seen Hecate as this like lighter goddess and things like that. Not light, light, but you know, like very caring and nurturing. Absolutely, yes. But yeah, that doesn't mean that she's you know not a dark goddess. But um, yeah, Lilith. I've had interest in Lilith, so I would love to get more into that too. With the because uh, Lilith is always tied to Satan. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because that's just. I mean, I don't know because that's not my area of study, but is that only because of, you know, the biblical connections or, you know, were they actually tied to, because there's so many different versions and I can't wait to get into it, but there's different versions of the devil. Um, right. And lore the devil. And I, for one, without that whole, like, every deity is the same deity, Godhead, blah, blah. like maybe at one oh, point yeah. they kind of funnel together, but there are no, they're separate identities and how they and how they, you know, um, appear to you might be different than the next person, but that doesn't mean that you can just, I think you lose some of the, the um, special work you can have with particular deities if you say they're all the fucking same. Um, now there's a- Oh, absolutely. Of, yeah, there's a bunch of ties and connections to, to them, and that doesn't mean that that's, you know, that I'm not saying that to negate all of those connections and stuff, but yeah, I think the- um, like the idea of the devil, like they're all kind of tied together like that, like the old horned one, the nature, mm -hmm. like the dark aspect. And then straight up, and I mean, of course, I like the Satan. I, I love like visuals and stuff of like, you know, the like fuck God, fuck church kind <laughs> of idea. Because like I think that appeals to us in the rebellious, you know, point, even though I don't think people really see that work with, you know, and maybe they do, but I, you know, that's not necessarily, you don't have to have an upside down Jesus on a crucifix uh, <laughs> right. or anything other than just decor, which is fine. Right. But right. Um, yeah, I, I, you don't have to do all that shit to work with this like horned one and like these energies and stuff. 
And yeah, I mean, I felt that pull to work with this, like, you know, this deity that like calls to you and it's like the horned one or the devil. And like, I mean, I love a good like folk song about the devil and all the different things like it, you know, that tied to it. So yeah, it's, I think it, it changes between like the church of Satan idea um, and the uh, LeVay idea. And obviously there's the Bible's idea and all this stuff. So there's so many different aspects, but um, what, what do you kind of like, if you could narrow down your path, like what genre of devil do you? uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I get get where you're going because, you know, we've talked about this before. You've got, you know, non-theistic Satanists, which is your church of Satan and the the satanic temple where they use the figure to represent, you know, Mm -hmm. the adversarial role, but they're not they're not in any way working or believing in Satan as an entity or, or a literal being. Right. Um, but then you've got like Luciferians and then you've got other people that identify as Satanists. And sometimes you'll see them say, we're the real Satanists. Like they, there's like, <laughs> you'll see like troll stuff going back and forth. If you like look on TikTok or something, <laughs> if someone like posts some TST stuff, like people are there getting offended, like we're the real Satanists and they're, you know, Satanists that, that do, I mean, I don't want to say worship Satan. Cause when you say worship Satan, like even if somebody um, does, believe in Satan as a literal entity. And, and, and all of my research I've done, I have never found where worshiping Satan is a thing. Like any kind of Satanism always is like about empowering yourself and not worshiping an entity. Like that's the whole thing. Like the Mm -hmm. whole thing is that Satan is supposed to represent, you know, enlightenment. That's what, you know, Lucifer Morningstar, the light bringer. So you'll hear Luciferians say that and what they're saying that is, is because in their perspective, um, the enlightenment that Lucifer brought to, you know, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden was to not be living in, you know, ignorance. He gifted them with knowledge, you know, and free will and those things. So in that sense, he's the light bringer and the bringer of, of knowledge. Um, yeah. So it's like a perspective thing. So right. a lot of Satanists, regardless if they're theistic or non-theistic, it's going to be, um, they believe that the oppressor is God. God is the oppressor. Whereas Lucifer, Satan, you know, and then there's, there's a lot of, well, Satan isn't really Lucifer and they're two different. And I'm going to be honest, like you can go down whole rabbit holes with that. And <laughs> I haven't delved too deeply into that. So I won't pretend that I have. And maybe there's some people that know, I'm sure there's some people that know a lot more about that specific than me. Um, I'm not the type of person I haven't like, studied the bible um you know i won't say religiously for lack of a better word but i was raised catholic and i have a fundamental understanding of the bible and i'm familiar with many of the bible stories right i did grow up in that environment however i'm not a theologian by any means (laughs) like i'm not an expert in that so you know those kind of people have a better insight into the difference between lucifer and satan and why they're different or why they're the same or if they are or whatever um, yeah. For me, I find myself in this strange mix, and I've talked to other <laughs> satanic witches that feel the same way. It's like I'm in this weird mix between um, non-theistic and theistic. So I can't say that I'm a complete non-theistic because I'm not an atheist. So a lot of people that are Church of Satan or the Satanic Temple, like those kind of Satanists, they're atheists. 
but yeah. I don't believe, I mean, I believe in science, but I also believe in, you know, the possibility of something else existing. And my lived experiences don't allow me to believe in an atheistic thought process. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've yeah, just had too many, like, I mean, I'm a witch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I practice, I practice magic. I do spells, I do rituals. I've had, you know, experiences with um, spirits and entities and working with different deities and so my experiences will not allow me to to believe that way that being said i don't like to say that i'm like a um, luciferian or completely theistic satanist because i don't believe i believe that there's definitely you know gods and deities throughout the history history of the world i don't believe that the christian god is like the one true god i have a hard time believing in it i think it's a really well-woven story but the fact that it came along thousands of years after people had existed and had already been working with other deities yes. and gods and pantheons i just it kind of leads to some dis <laughs> a lack of credibility in my opinion right. um so to say that i would be theistic satanist would have to i would have to acknowledge the christian god as being true and real and that's the part of it that i that I don't agree with. But what I will say is I do believe in the adversary and the many manifestations throughout cultures and history that the adversary has, has come through. Right. Um, Michael Ford actually wrote this book called Luciferian Witchcraft. And it's, it's a huge book. I'm like not even done with it, but he goes through and he talks about the different, the adversary in different places in history and the different stories. Um, and it gets kind of crazy. He he does talk about um, Cain and Abel and how like Cain was said to be um, actually Lilith's son. It, it gets wild. Like allegedly Cain was Lilith's son and that, you know, he was like the first uh, practitioner of, of Satanism, like Cain was. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the adversary has, has been in history time and time again. And the adversary is just, you know, the person or the entity, I should say, the being the, that, um, you know, that stands up to the oppressor, the one that questions the, questions everything, you know, the ultimate seeker. Like, I'm not going to just take what you say for, as, as for what it is. I'm going to question and why and where's the evidence. And if you're doing something wrong, it doesn't matter if you're in a position of power, you should be held accountable for that. Right. And that's how I kind of view, you know, Satanism to me, you know. Yeah, well, see, I mean, I grew up in a Christian household and, um, you know, it was Baptist. So there was a lot more of the, um, they actually talk about the devil more than anything else because that's a, you know. <laughs> right, the enemy? <laughs> yes, they work on fear, of course. Um, right, right. And so like the idea of Satan uh, prior to what we call Christianity today was really not an issue. Um it was, I mean, Christianity Today takes the the uh, origin story um, and kind of, I mean, they took that from Judaism. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, you know, and that even, you can, you can go and find, it's like, well, yeah, that was kind of like the whole story of this and this and this. It, it, and so they, there's all that blending. But yeah, I think what we know as the devil today was not a problem back then. And it certainly wasn't this... Uh, I think it, it was viewed more as, well, he's this person that might like, like a trickster. 
but he wasn't going to like torture you for eternity. And it wasn't until, like I said, I mean, I've, you know, done research. It's been a long time since I did, but um, the idea of hell and stuff seems to come from like almost this pagan tale of um, a place that's on fire and all. And so it was like, you know, this stuff was retconned in like George Lucas style back into like this shit so that at some point it's like, oh, there's always been God and the devil. But that's not true because yeah, that's not know, true. Yeah. Um, and then the devil, you know, took on this like kind of the appearance of um of Pan and because the horned one, and it's like all these pagans worshiping these goat men and fucking horns <laughs> and um, right. and fucking like running around the forest like with hard-ons, like that was like their <laughs> thing, right? And right. No, not us. That's you know, that's the devil. So um yeah, it's not to say that, oh, well, these people are believing that there's this um, guy in red tights with horns and a pitchfork um, or this like demonic, like horned fucking like monster. But, you know, I think there's people that view it as that. And I think for me in my experience, like the idea of the devil and Satan is like, it's kind of fluid. And I think that entity, deity, being, whatever you want to call it, can manifest itself in those ways. But I think at the core is like what you said, it's about knowledge and free will and fighting back against an oppressor. And I mean, the Bible lays it out. It's like, see why this guy's bad is because he fucking wanted you right. to for yourself, man. Like, yep. don't listen to him. Like you said, the, um, the, the kind of, I guess, the overall archetype idea is that knowledge and that light bringer and that's what i think you can get into connections with hecate when you talk about the fact that she's a torchbearer and light bringer and right. a goddess of knowledge and mystery and you know a key holder to to all this and i think um that's to me those things you know i feel like i was called to hecate but those things um speak to me because i i, I love mysteries and i love exploring and learning and but what you said too about like um the what mainstream people I think don't understand is like you know, and I don't know maybe it sounds cliche by at this point, but no though there's the atheistic Satanists who you know are it's like hell yourself self empowering it's like there's we're not actually worshiping and a literal thing we are using it as a symbol, um, and then you have the people who are like, and that's what you can't if the 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 true like Satan worshipers, I'm using quotation marks, that actually want to work with that Christianized version, there are those people out there. But like you said, you ha- when you do that, from that viewpoint, you're acknowledging that that pantheon exists. And for me, I don't believe that it does, not in the way that they claim it to. I think right. um, whether Jesus was real or not and conflated like all these other stories ar- around the time with the same kind of you know, copy and paste story with a different hero. Um, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, that aside, the the God of the Bible can, I don't know. It, I think it's a being that might have some kind of life force and energy, whether it's just its followers and just the, the practices they're doing. But yeah, I, I'm never going to give credence to that pantheon. I'm sorry. So I'm not going to, other than the symbolism of <laughs> that version of Satan, and it's fucking cool. It's metal. Like, I <laughs> the love aesthetic it. is great. Yeah, the aesthetic <laughs> is great. I love it. But I don't put stock into if 
if I'm working with the horned one and like the, like it's not going to be the, the Bible's idea of Satan. Although right. I, you know, that doesn't mean you can f ignore the whole story about that. Cause I think the idea of like the knowledge bringing in stuff and, and I'm not familiar with that book. I do have uh, the, we just talked about the book of the witch moon by Michael Ford. Um, uh -huh. And I wasn't crazy about like the approach with to Hecate. Um, and we had kind of talked about like how it was kind of problematic about the Lilith. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, yeah, there's some, a lot of stuff in there that I don't like about the way, you know, we were talking about the misogynistic undertones. I mean, Lilith is being referred to as the whore and harlot and it's always slut shaming. It's always, you know, this, <laughs> it's, it's anti, anti woman. And, and it's, and, and you're describing a, a goddess. Lilith is a goddess and an archetype that expresses her sexuality freely and without inhibition and embraces it and empowers others to do so. So which to call is, her a whore and a harlot is, is counterintuitive. Yeah. <laughs> why it scares, you know, men like that, because it, you know, it's, it's just repeating what the church does. I mean, right. That's what it is. It's like, and I don't know if you're trying to say, well, you know, when you talk about revelation and you know, the harlot and all this, and it's like, okay, well, I understand if you're trying to use that in like, I'm going to reclaim this imagery and to be anti-church and anti-religious. But at some point that only goes so far if that was your angle. And then like you said, it gets into slut shaming and stuff. And it's like embracing that and what Lilith calls to embrace and what she, you know, it's like, it, yeah. I, I mean, and that runs rampant, I'm sure through um, satanic communities, but that doesn't mean that you should necessarily ignore the the works per se but i think you should be aware that if it feels weird it probably is you know what i mean like <laughs> you're yes, gonna find that yes. when you explore shit like you're gonna find that and um like i said we can we, we can touch on levee if you want to but yeah there's a reason it kind of comes from that <laughs> um but i think people confuse the the energy of the devil and satan and that idea mm -hmm. of like, do what thou wilt. And like, um, you know, like you said, there's a lot of contradictory shit in there. <laughs> um, right. In some of the practices, but you have to, you should be aware if you're going into that and you're not a misogynist and you don't like those things, you should be aware that that's gonna be in there. <laughs> yeah, so there's like some breakoffs. Um... Uh, there's some breakoffs of the uh, original Church of Satan, right? And I know that that Temple of Set is one, and then there's another one. And um, gosh, I need to research what that other one is. But one of them, one of the two, and I don't want to misspeak, and so I'm not sure if it's Temple of Set or the other one, but that one of these two breakoffs is like they're, <laughs> they're into the fact that they embrace all of the the negative shit and the negative stereotypes out there about like the devil like evildoer and and they kind of like buy into that and that's the image they want to portray like they want to be like and, and I don't want to misspeak so I'm not sure if it's temple set or if it's uh, nine nine angles maybe uh maybe it's that I'm not sure I'll have to I'll have to do some research but one of those it's a break off the order of the nine angles is either order of the nine angles or temple of set one of those two um you know what i think it is order of nine angles i looked it up real quick and it says that their criminal activities they're associated with are right-wing terrorism murder sexual assault child abuse and child prostitution so um 
Yeah, you yeah. want to make sure you get the right one because we. Yeah. Right, right. But I just looked that up, and that's that's what came up, you know, online. Um, so it, they're they're it's considered a neo-Nazi like satanic cult, which is freaking crazy. So there's that aspect. But then, you know, I don't want people to be scared and think that all like Satanism is this, this horrible, horrible thing, because you've also got on the other side of that, you've got groups like the Satanic Temple that they're non-theistic Satanists, and they're doing a lot of good. They're doing yeah. a lot of good for communities. They have different chapters all over the country, and different chapters have different campaigns, like Menstruating for Satan, where they get, um, you know, feminine products for people that go without homeless people. Uh, the local chapter near me, which is San Antonio, they did theirs, their campaign uh, at the beginning of fall was called Cozy for Buffy. And they actually worked with a, a local uh, organization called Haven for Hope. And it's a Christian-based organization, which is, is kind of cool that they, you know, were able, that the Christian organization was like, yeah, we'll, we'll do this with you. I think they kind of ran into some closed doors on that just because they're the satanic temple and people get really freaked out by the name. Yeah. Well, um, you know, but it's like if you can combine them and like help people, it's like, right. Well, that's, that's and that's what they did. That, yeah, that's what they did. So the Haven for Hope, what they do is they're like, a, they're a homeless organization, but they also kind of, they also offer treatment for substance abuse. But I've been to the grounds before. Yeah. And I've seen and they've got housing units. You know, they've got areas where they hold meetings and do, you know, classes and things like that. And so it's it's a hand up for people that really need it. And so the goods that the satanic temple was able to get donated through their campaign was distributed to the haven for hope who then got it to homeless people that were in need of it so like, i mean it's pretty cool they're like why are you so mad at us is it because they're satan it's the temple no 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 it's because you're helping homeless people That's <laughs> right and so i want to say that because like while i'm talking about you know the order of the nine angles and while we're talking about how there's some misogynistic undertones and some of the satanic communities i really don't want people to be like and you identify as a satanist why like that sounds horrible because right. there's a lot of good out there too but i think yeah i and you know as a footnote there's going to be more of the positive than there is of the negative but right yeah i did want to touch on that because I, I i know and not just you but i've seen it you know before where people are like you know there there are the problematic things as long as you look at them but it's the same thing when when you talk about like um uh some of the norse like things like if you were all like oh yeah. i'm gonna like dive into this and then you start searching like you're gonna come across neo-nazis because they took right. that shit it doesn't it's very mean, unfortunate it's very unfortunate yeah. i hate how they do that and it doesn't mean that oh my god like i can't you know i can't um buy this odin statue because there's some fucking pricks that are using it like no i mean if the church can use jesus to do a bunch of bad shit there's going to be people that are going to use like, and you know, it's, it's just bullshit. Be aware of it. Make sure you don't like start following, you know, do your research, look for groups that are like, wait a minute, this doesn't sound right, but don't right. let it stop you because there's, there's so much positive and there's so much good, especially if you're being called to, um, you know, Satan. Right. And so the conversation that I have with a lot of other satanic, which is um, like, you know, Maisie, she's in our chat also. And like, she and I talk about this stuff a lot and we share a lot of the same beliefs, like being that in between the non-theistic and theistic, um, you know, we both like working with, you know, the, like the 72 demons of the Goetia, um, yeah. if you're familiar with that. And so we kind of will like share resources back and forth. Like she sent me uh, the occult tarot 
by Travis McHenry, which is a really cool tarot deck where he actually, um, I mean, it's a full tarot deck. So he does the 72 demons from, you know, the keys, the greater and lesser keys of Solomon. Mm-hmm. And he, and the remaining four, he brings in, uh, he does Lucifer is one, Baphomet, Beelzebub, and then one more. And I can't remember who the fourth one is, but it can make a whole complete deck. So you can do like a typical tarot reading with it. But if you read the book, and I always read the book, especially when it's <laughs> stuff that has to do with demons and things like that, always read the books, guys. <laughs> uh, if you read the book, he kind of warns you. He's like, you know, I mean, you can use this as a, as a tarot deck, but like, just know that it's not a normal tarot deck because each card represents an, a specific entity, a demon, an ancient, an ancient entity. So that's basically what demons are, right? Like yeah, you can don't, you don't, can believe in the demons without thinking that they're from the Christian hell, right? Um, just <laughs> so, start drawing sigils. Don't read about them. <laughs> um. <laughs> right, right. Well, he shows you how to do this reading and like how how the the spread is that he shows you is how you're you're basically doing a reading, but you're also asking for something, you know, from from the demon in specific that you're asking it of uh-huh. and um also warns you that you've got to pay your price you got to make sure that you get your offering and like what kind of offerings those should be and stuff and i've had a few different people that have gotten that deck and have used it <laughs> without reading the book and without realizing all of that stuff and they're like why is this weird stuff happening and i'm like well did you read the book yeah. like um, no i really, I really wanted to <laughs> this deck, but I did, there's like a hundred demons in my house now. (laughs) Right, right. I was like, well, so my first piece of advice to you, you know, is to look at whatever demon you had at this number card in the spread and then look up what offerings it like. And then that's probably what you need to do, (laughs) you know? Um, But so anyways, Maisie kind of had turned me on to that deck. And like, we've talked about different authors that we like. And then one that we really like right now is S. Connolly. I'm actually reading her book, Wart Cunning for Demonology. And it's pretty cool. It kind of has like the, um, the green witch aspects, right? Like those of you that like to work with plants, I love to work with plants, but there's really a lack of that uh, representation for that specifically within the left-hand path. And so she kind of touches on that, which is super cool. Um, so there's some good authors out there. You just gotta, <laughs> you just gotta search. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, I think like anything starting out, those searches are going to take you to the most common things. But then, you know, when you start getting into it, if you're serious about it, you'll find the the other stuff, and you'll kind of find your, you know, your path, as it were, uh, along that. Because we were talking about um, before how you know there's plenty of people out here that um, misquote or pretend like they they know what they're talking about, and the next thing you know, they're telling you how you know, the satanic temple is literally worshiping the devil or. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, or like you can tell they haven't done the research. They're just like looking at the website and reading it and like, okay, like, yeah. yeah. Well, really, you know, I'm, I'm from the South and I really like, um, and this kind of ties into, and I'm not going to go into it because it's not even out yet, but I am reading it is, um, uh, Corey of New World Witchery's book. And, you know, they talk about this relationship um, in the folklore of like um, many different ones. But of course, the one that speaks to me the most is like the um, the uh, mountain magic or granny magic and stuff. And it's like this idea that, you know, a witch is, whether you believe it's the actual 
biblical Satan or not, that a witch has to, um, like, a witch can't be a witch unless she, like, gives herself or accepts, like, the gift from the devil. And a lot of what, you know, we just talked to have, like, a three-part on familiars. Um, and I like that idea because, you know, it's like, now do I think, like, my familiar was gifted to me by um, old scratch? Like, maybe. No, um, but, no, I like <laughs> I like that idea that it's, to me, it's something bigger than just one entity. Um, it's, does that make sense? Like, to me, it's like, these people go out and you talk to the, like, the horned one, or you get it gifted. Right, right. It's like Sabrina, you, you sign the Dark Lord's book. Yes. You sign your name in the book. But didn't I, though, <laughs> like, even though I didn't, like, even though I didn't say, like, hey, Satan, it's your boy, um, you know, it's, it's like I went into nature and I asked for it, basically. Right, and to me, right. the horned one, the devil, is like nature at its um, more primal, more like animalistic side. And, uh, you know, yes. like when you talk about um, like whether it's like maybe the wild hunt or you you have these like these, these ideas of um, green men and pan and all these things like I think that's something that's often overlooked because when you when you hear Satanism it, you hear that like that classic and I get again I think it's the LaVey influence is like high ritual magic and it's all blood and robes and sacrifice yes. orgies and, pilgrims, <laughs> and it's like yeah that's cool bro but um that too but also like being out in nature and like the things that reside out there whether yeah. it's tricksters or you know you know other things so I think like when I went out into the the and even though I think it's a gift tied to Hecate or a partnership built through that I do think like that's kind of where I got my familiar is you know I asked the devil in quotations I asked and to me I look at the devil in how I work with it or him um as this kind of, um, that force that is behind, because like, let's be honest, the idea of religion, especially when you talk about Christianity and stuff like that, is very uh, like anti-nature. Um, and for good reason, because of paganism and things like this, but, um, and they don't give a fuck, you know what I mean? Um, right. But like, I see it as that like other part of connection with nature on a deeper, like darker, more like you're in the shit level. So, yeah, I do think there is something to be said about that idea that, like, lore says, and of course it's anti-Christian is the other idea, but that the lore that says you can't be a witch unless you basically ask the devil to gift it to you. And that's how I view the devil and kind of like that um, nature kind of trickster. And I know that's not necessarily a Southern, Southern thing, but like, you know, the devil is in like folk music. It's in, you know, some of these like, this lore and stuff. And to me, that's what I think of when I think the devil, not Satan, but that word, the devil, you know what I mean? Right, like to me, right. that's what it means. So um, do you think of when you work with Satan, um, when your denomination of Satanism, no, um, <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you work with, with Satan, like, do, um, is, it, is it kind of in that role of like, um, student and I want to take in all this knowledge and I want you to show me like the mysteries like that's kind of how I view Hecate um, 
Is is it that yes. kind of people or is it kind yeah, of Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, definitely. That would be that would be an accurate way to describe it. And you know, I, I think that you know the big tie with you know Satan and, and Hecate. I mean, they're both Catholic, right? Like they're both that those underworld, those deities of the underworld. So it kind of stands to reason that the two would be so close. But for me, so closely tethered, you know, and and kind of work in an orchestra for me, um, which took me a long time to realize, that, or maybe I did realize it. And like I said, like, I just kind of was like, not so much weirded out myself, but just weirded out about how I would be perceived in, you know, by my husband, um, by my friends in the witch community. Um, because honestly, like, the witch community isn't always as open-minded as we would like for it to it's be. It's not. It's not. It, it can be very, <laughs> like, um, uh, exclusive, especially when you have that mindset yes. of, like, well, this is what I think a witch is. And it's like, it's this. And it's like... No, it's not always the the little white girl in Salem on Instagram. Like that's not right. You it's know, not and, it. and it's not all. It's not all. You know, uh, Wiccan centric, right? Like that's. And that's not to say that those are valid, but those are no, certain, they're not. Yeah, they're not right. But I think right. there's people from the, and I want to say the outside or like the very edges that when they see witchcraft and they see it on social media and they see this stuff, they like they get this idea and then anything else is kind of like, like, just do the work. Um, you know, and, and that's not to say that these people that post these pictures or, you know, all this, but I think from people seeing that those are popular and those trend and they're the aesthetic. Right. Is, and I think they assume maybe too much. Um, right. And of course, right. and also, they have their, and they have their preconceived notion of what yeah. witchcraft is to them at that moment. Right. And another thing too, is a lot of people, a lot of like the newer witches or baby witches or people that are just coming into, you know, working their path and working with witchcraft, a lot of them come from a, from a Christian background and it takes a long time to kind of break that, like what's been indoctrined into you. I know for me, like I, like I brought up, you know, being raised Catholic, I still, and I, and I talk to my boss about this all the time. My boss is, um, she's very Christian and I totally respect that about her, but her kind of Christianity is different from what I grew up with. She didn't grow up going to church and stuff. So she's like all about Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> like all about Jesus, kind of like one of those I don't want to say super liberal Jesus freaks, but she's on the more leftist side kind of Jesus right. Christian, which is freak, weird, right? Which, like, which, which I kind of, you know, I get, I have more respect for that, you know. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. And like, you know, as much as I joke about organized religion as a whole, like, you know, in the South, we get a lot of like the the pro-Trump, the like gun-toting mm -hmm. conservatives. Yes. Where you almost forget that Jesus is even a figure in their beliefs. They, yeah, they, I don't, yeah, right. I don't even know how that, how that, um, that's kind of where it is, you know, I live in Texas, and so that's absolutely how it is. I mean, yeah, that's right, you're, you're like, so, yeah, you're like, so, <laughs> we still got people with their Trump flags flying in the yards, and like, are y'all going to keep those up for the next 20 years? Oh, yeah, Probably it's going to be will. like, it'll be, yeah, it'll be the Confederate flag version, because it's like, right, good four right. years, it's over, it was, you know, but uh, you're in the South, too, but a different South, 100%. Yeah, but it's super, I mean, it's, it's just, it's very conservative. I mean, what's, what's yeah. been, what's cool about this election was that we saw like a lot of the cities in Texas actually turn blue, which is pretty cool. Um, it's the outline areas, like where I live, like I'm like an hour outside of San Antonio, so I'm in a rural area and it's just, it's just a very, it's just a very, very conservative mindset. Um, but, oh yeah, just before we go uh, too far down that rabbit hole, so what I'm saying <laughs> is, you know, for, for me, like even though I have been practicing witchcraft in some form for 20 years, 
I was raised Catholic. And there's a lot of times in my life where something happens and my first response to that is to feel guilty about it or feel shame, you know, um, for just being human. Like, I don't, I don't believe that I need salvation from anything. And I don't believe that I'm inherently bad because I was born human. Like that original sin concept is just fucking ridiculous. Um, but I still, because I was raised that way for so long and it was just kind of like permeated into my being, I mean, my brain, like over and over and over, you know, feel guilty if, you know, for, you know, your sexual urges, feel guilty for this, feel guilty for that, feel guilty for that. Sometimes I feel guilty for something like, you know what, like, I'm almost 40 years old and I don't believe that shit. I don't need to be feeling guilty about it, but it's my first response. So I think that when you have people that are coming into witchcraft as newer practitioners, and they're, a lot of them are coming from that background, they've still got a lot of work to do in themselves to break away from that. You know what I mean? And they yeah. might be there, you know, in a year from now or five years now or whatever, but like, just like the rest of us, like we're all still trying like to work and to heal and to move right. past that, now, which was indoctrined into us. Before I did um, witchcraft, I, you know, was agnostic, almost atheist for a uh, long time. And that's when I was like, and that, that reverber, like it's still there, not now, but you know, for a while after there's still that, like, you don't realize how much it brainwashes you and how much it like permeates your entire existence. And yes. when you like the, the thing about the devil and witchcraft and stuff and why I think there's such like, so the whole point of the original sin is to make you need something, to make you unworthy and to make you try to gain worthiness from something outside of yourself, right. which right. is how control and religion works. I'm, right. You're they're, always they're, atoning. You're forever, you're forever atoning for just, you know, being the horrible trash human that you are, that and you like, were born as. Real, like, <laughs> Jesus was never like, that's how it works, but that's how it's been, you know, um, yeah. I always have seen Jesus different from the Christian idea of God. Then I think he got lumped in with that shit and he was, he did not belong to it. That's not the God he talked about, not the old Testament God and all that shit, but that's a whole different episode. But I think, Oh, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think the reason like the devil and, you know, witchcraft, because witchcraft is a self-empowerment, whether you follow a mm -hmm. deity or not. Um, and I think when you start out, you think, well, I need a deity to practice. You don't. Yeah, but and you I think don't. <laughs> kind of carried over. And I think deities want to work with us. But, you know, my point has, has been too, in following Hecate after so long, is in the beginning, it was kind of like, I'm going to, I don't always involve her. I think she's always present when I'm doing witchcraft. But I don't always involve her in the sense that I feel like, you know, it's expected and kind of like, well, you mean like as in an invocation sense, right? Like yeah. when you're doing spell words. Yeah. I, I very rarely invoke to and be I honest. Any, I think it's more that she's like, you know, I mean, she's a goddess of spirits. So, and, and I'm a big, you know, um, advocate of witches work, trying to work with spirits, whether you see them or not, whether you feel them, but to work with spirits around you and stay, you know, local and, you know, work with those things around you. And I think you get more accomplished when you do that than if you think it always has to revolve around a deity. But I think those are like, there's very like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like there's a lot of promising or there's a lot to gain from working with deities, but you don't have to, to be a witch. Of course, you can be an atheistic witch. Um, you can, you know, 
do the whole, and I mean, like I said, I, my practice is more animism at this point. Um, right. And of course I still uh, have, you know, workings with Hecate, but yeah, I don't feel the need to call her and invoke her each time I do a spell. I don't, hell, you're lucky if I call a circle. I mean, I, I work on my protection. <laughs> well, you know honestly, I, mean? I, don't, I don't think that Hecate wants you to. Like, I, I, I think she'd be like, okay, like, I've got shit to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I can't be, I can't be like popping in every time you need to do a little road opener or whatever but the Jesus fuck. Christ, like, like, like well, have I not taught you anything, my children? Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, the same thing is like, oh, I think Jesus hears every prayer I have. No. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think the, I think the reason is the devil and witchcraft not only go hand in hand because of that Christianized, like demonized thing, but I think they go hand in hand because witchcraft is self-empowering the archetype of the devil of Satan of Lucifer is and Hecate with that knowledge and that like, you know, question things and, and do all that. Well, so and the, we, the empowerment and, and so, so some of the so other things that I see as tethered there between them is the sovereignty and the yeah. autonomy so and, and self-empowerment. I think it's natural for when you get into witchcraft, like you're going to be like, um, who's that guy over there? And, you know, want to like, I mean, who didn't want to learn about the devil before you became a witch? But, you know, I think, that, I think there's that, like, um, that pull to that, too, because of that, that claim to self-empowerment. And there's so many ways to go about it, uh, whether that's, you know, I have a Baphomet on an altar or whether you have. Um, so I like the there's a podcast called Old Gods of Appalachia. And like when I talk about the devil, I love the imagery like my idea of the devil in the forest and in nature and that darker aspect uh, is like this like black stag with like these like glowing eyes and like, I think it's amber horns or antlers. And it's like just seeing like maybe a black stag in a misty forest, just kind of standing there. Like it's cold. You can see the, the, you know, the breath come out of its nose and stuff like that's, what conjures up in my head when I think the, I love that <laughs> of my practice. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And I don't really work with the devil per se by name, but that's the idea and the energy that I feel when I say the devil. And I'm like, oh, I'm out here in the woods talking to Sasquatch and the devil. Um, which <laughs> I'm sure they're friends. They've got to be. Oh, got to be. Got to be. <laughs> but that, and that's fine too. If you like, I think you're still working with that same archetype because you're still looking for the mysteries. You're still like self-empowering. You're trying to, to harmonize with nature as is the like Baphomet, like, you know, the aesthetic that we talked about earlier. Like, I think those are still, you can still work with that same like entity in that same way. But I guess my point is like the horned one is kind of like intertwined between a lot of witchcraft. And that's why you get people going towards Satanism and looking into it and stuff because it's nature, it's primal, it's, you know, free will, it's that like free thought and empowerment. So of course that's what the devil's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and I'm glad that you brought up Baphomet because I have people ask me questions about Baphomet too. And like, you can either, you know, work with Baphomet as an entity because Baphomet is its own entity. I mean, it, at one point, you know, Baphomet was made synonymous, the imagery was made synonymous with that of the devil, but the truth is, it's Baphomet, it's Baphomet, you yeah. know? Um, that Church imagery, of Satan and Satanic yeah. Temple both use Baphomet to represent Satan, but it, it's not, it's, it's Baphi, Baphi, Baphomet, you know? Um, and so what's cool about Baphomet is Baphomet, you know, 
is both male and female. Um, the, the words that are inscribed in Baphomet's arms, uh, solve et coagula, is to, or to separate and join together. Um, basically, to me, it's, it's kind of like chemistry, like, uh, you know, you, it's like birth through destruction. And yeah. so I always considered Baphomet to represent duality. Yeah. Um, the, the male and the female parts, um, the birth and destruction being hand in hand, you know. Um, and so I like to work with Baphomet as an entity as well. And I probably work with Baphomet as an entity more than any others, like when I am doing spell work. And I don't really say that I invoke, but I definitely invite the energy to be present um, just because it's you know as above so below and i feel like it's it encompasses spellcraft so poignantly yeah uh, working with baphomet it just it just goes for me well i think um yeah and you, you know the imagery of course is not um the devil and but yeah it, it is tied and i mean you know it it works but yeah you're like you said it's yeah 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 it works it, it, it was the sabbatic goat painting that did it as um i think Ephesus levi i can't yeah. remember when it was i think i should probably look it up uh, i think it was maybe in the 1800s but it was it was a while back and that was kind of like the most famous picture of baphomet and that was the beginning of it being related to the devil and then whenever anton levey did what he did in the 60s just kind of sealed the deal yeah um, and baphomet was forever the devil to some people because so many people that are you know just like your mainstream average joes will see baphomet like like a picture on tv or, or whatever and like oh the devil and like, i get so frustrated for baphomet like <laughs> fucking baphomet <laughs> you know what i mean like right. fucking baphomet baphomet deserves respect for being baphomet <sighs> yeah well it's the same thing where people think jesus was white i guess um it's yeah like, oh that's yeah. but there was never a real jesus but yes you can work with and that's the other thing too, is like, if that imagery is calling you, then like, maybe it's not necessarily the devil, right. but maybe it's Baphomet. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of people do work with Baphomet and that, that would not necessarily, um, you know, identify as, as satanic or even necessarily the left-hand path. They just resonate with yeah. that image and that spirit and the energy that, that Baphomet represents. I can take that symbolism too, even without like connecting to this deity on a spiritual level and use it as that self-empowerment. Um, so I think that it's a good, like a good, I won't keep saying archetype, but even if you don't want to work with the devil hands-on, like you do other deities, like I think there's a lot to learn from Satan, the devil, Lucifer, and all these different things, because in the end, it's all about self-empowerment. And so is witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so we're like, for, I guess, it doesn't even feel like it, but so we're coming up on an hour. Um, this will be a two-part, but I think in the next part, I want to talk more about like how you practice with the left-hand path and like some like suggestions and things. And I mean, you don't have to tell us your day-to-day. -day. Like I wake up and I leave a cookie for Beth. <laughs> and, but uh, well, yeah, go check out her stuff because it's really good. Check out her shop, um, follow her on Instagram and um, then listen in in two weeks when part two drops we're just going to keep talking but um <laughs> to you it's going to feel like there's a break uh yes. in between uh and then we'll talk about like your practice and the left hand path and um things like that so hail satan hail satan all right goodbye but not Bye. Really